You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Wednesday, September 1st, and a Thursday, September the 2nd, Matt Derry with you. We are into September, Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Talking about your favorite football team, and I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to try to. I understand the expectations are low, but there's some moves that this organization's making right now that I just don't know what's going on. So we'll get into it today. We have two new Lions, one of which I knew was coming in Kaderil Hodge, the wide receiver, formerly of the Browns. The other is Austin Seibert, also ex of the Browns and Bengals. We're going to talk about Seibert and Hodge, the newest kicker and receiver, with Daryl Ryder from 92.3 The Fan has covered the Browns for years. We'll get Daryl's take on those two players. We're brought to you by the Locked on NFL podcast today, which is previewing every team in every division. With the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th, this week there are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked on NFL Today on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked on Lions, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Daryl Ryder coming up momentarily. All right, moves of the day. Uh, your Detroit Lions roster is still in flux. All right, we have until... We have 11 days till the season starts. But today, the Lions announced the following roster moves. First of all, they acquired Kaderil Hodge and Austin Seibert. Seibert's your new kicker for now. Seibert last year was kicking in Cleveland, got cut after the first week, then went to Cincinnati, and at the end of last year, beat out Randy Bullock. But yet, the Lions signed Randy Bullock instead. Anyway. <laughs> Seibert made available is now available, and he's now the Lions kicker, if you follow all that. Um, released Darren Fells, the tight end, and safety Dean Marlowe. Now, you're probably going, wait a minute. Didn't the Lions release two tight ends yesterday? Correct. As of today, the Lions have one tight end on the roster. One, TJ Hawkinson. But remember, Fells and Marlowe are going to come back because tomorrow at 4 o'clock, because the Lions obtained Hodge and Seibert off waivers, they have to wait one more day to put Tim Boyle and Deshaun Hand on the injured reserve list. So when they go on IR, they can be out six weeks. The Lions can then bring back Fells and Marlowe. That's my guess as to what is going on. Signed to the practice squad today, Tevante Beckett and Rashad Berry, both linebackers, Nose tackle, Miles Brown. Safety, Jalen Elliott. Kicker, Zane Gonzalez. So apparently Gonzalez beat out Bullock, and Gonzalez is on the practice squad still battling with Cybert. Okay. Why didn't they just fucking keep Matt Prater? Sorry. Defensive end, Bruce Hector. Guard, Tommy Kramer. Tight end, Alizé Mack is back in the practice squad, as is Javon McKinley, Dedrick Mills, Darren Paulo, Craig Reynolds, the running back, and the hero of week one of the preseason. Nikel Roby Coleman, Sage Surratt, and Brock Wright. Um, the Lions also 
reportedly have two more guys coming. Are, are you following me on all this? I know it's very difficult. Uh, bear with me here. The Lions also have, um, if I can find it here, they have two more guys coming as well. Um, <laughs> uh, Shane Zilstra, a tight end slash wide receiver who put up big numbers at Minnesota State. And Steven Montez, a quarterback who will be on their practice squad tomorrow after he was waived by the Washington football team. Montez played at Colorado, and he'll likely be the number three guy after David Blau and Jared Goff. Does that make sense? By the way, anybody that's getting on Jared Goff's case for saying we can win the division, we're playing to win every game, can you stop, please? Stop getting on Jared Goff's case. All right, don't don't do that. Uh, Mike Ford signed with the Broncos practice squad. The Bears signed Brashad Perriman. And yes, Jelani Tavai, or as I like to call him, Jog, buy me goodbye. Not a surprise. Signed to the Patriots practice squad. Of course, Matt Patricia brought him back. Hey, hey, hey. But as far as what the I don't understand why the Lions this whole kicking thing makes absolutely no sense. So let, let's let's go through this again. As I told you weeks ago, Matt Prater wanted to come back, but Matt Prater only got a one-year offer, and the Lions didn't have enough money at the time and needed to restructure some things. Then they restructured some things, but by that by that time, Prater was already gone and got a two-year deal from the Cardinals. Then the Lions signed Randy Bullock, and he was going to be the kicker. Then Bullock sucked, and so did Matthew Wright. So they dropped Wright and brought in Zane Gonzalez. Gonzalez and Bullock, neither of them did, did, did anything to secure spots. So then Bullock and Gonzalez were both let go yesterday. So the Lions had no kickers until today when they signed Austin Seibert, ex of the Cincinnati Bengals and Cleveland Browns. Seibert has ties to John Dorsey, who the Browns, uh, who was the Browns GM and drafted Seibert in the fifth round back in 2019. And Seibert also um, kicked for the Bengals last year and kicked in the last four games of the season. But again, what makes no sense is Bullock was benched last year at the end of the year for Seibert, and Seibert finished the season missing two field goals going six of for eight, one out of three on field goals of 40-plus. Again, why not keep Prater or why not, you know, Quinn Nordine made the Patriots. Why not? This musical chairs with the kickers looks, looks ridiculous. And again, I know it's a rebuild. I know we're not expecting a lot of wins, but kickers can lose you games. Kickers can also win you games. So... There you go. I, I, I'm dumbfounded by this whole thing. I do like that Kaderil Hodges here. This guy caught 11 balls for the Browns last year. All 11 were for first downs. That according to Andrew Siciliano, our buddy from NFL Network. Former Rams undrafted free agent back in 2018, so he's got Brad Holmes ties. 
And he also has John Dorsey ties. I like this pickup a lot. 17 career catches can play on special teams uh, as a, uh, as a tackler um, on the kick team, punt team. So I like this move. I saw this move coming yesterday. The Browns have, uh, are just loaded at receiver with DPJ and OBJ and, um, and, and the rookie that they drafted, whose name escapes me, and Jarvis Landry. I mean, they're loaded at receiver. So Hodge was the odd man out. Easy call to bring him here with this uh, group of wide receivers, which, um, you know, hold on loosely, as my buddy uh, Nate Litke would say, 38 special. Not a good group. Hodge can come in and help right away. So that I like. But this kicking situation, I just have no idea what they're doing. No idea what they're doing. Um, <laughs> so I just, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at this whole thing. Because Seibert was awesome at, at Oklahoma. Awesome. Was Baker Mayfield's a college kicker. Dude had a big-time leg and was drafted. But has ju- just struggled in, in 2019. Um, was brutal uh, for the Browns his rookie year. Got a second opportunity last year and was cut after missing a field goal and an extra point in week one when the Browns got smoked by the Ravens. Uh, 38 to six. He's a career 31 out of 38 um, with a career long of 53 yards. So I, I don't know what to tell you other than I, I just, why wasn't Matt Prater kept? He wanted to be here. He would have stayed. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, Seibert is a guy that people around the league Yes, they definitely uh, think he can do it. He's still young, got a good leg, and everything else. Um, but I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I don't get why they didn't handle this a lot earlier, I guess is my point. But it's a kicker, and I'm going crazy about it. Uh, again, Tim Boyle going to go on IR, broken thumb out six to eight weeks. Deshaun Hand suffered a groin strain earlier this month. He could go on IR. Uh, Logan Stenberg, there's a lot of options, certainly. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Daryl Ryder to tell us about Hodge and Seibert. We're going to do that coming up next, right here on Lockdown Lions. Bet online, it's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, you can put your bets down at betonline.ag. It's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Ohio State and Minnesota, they play, what, tomorrow night? Want to bet on the game? Do that at betonline.ag. What about MSU and Northwestern Saturday? Michigan, a 17-point favorite against Western Michigan. Look out for that Broncos quarterback. You want to bet on the games? Bet on them at betonline.ag. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers. Available at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And hey, 
Built Bar is the best. Oh my goodness gracious! If you're go goodness gracious, if you're looking for the best tasting protein bar on the market, all right, the best place to go is builtbar.com. Built bars taste good and are good for you. You won't even believe it. I had the mint brownie the other day. It tastes just like, you know, like mint chip ice cream or, or, or mint chocolate chip or whatever that you get. It's awesome. Raspberry, cherry, whatever you like, peanut butter brownie, right? Only 130 calories, only 17 grams of protein or 17 grams of protein, which is plenty, only four grams of sugar. Go to builtbar.com right now and order them and try them out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, as promised, let's bring him in from 92.3, the fan in Cleveland Browns, beat reporter, and uh, nobody does a better job in covering the Browns than a colleague of mine at the fan when I fill in from time to time, Daryl Ryder. Let's talk a little to Daryl Hodge and Austin Seibert with Daryl. Daryl, thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So your reaction to, first of all, Kaderil Hodge, many people thought was a lock to make the Browns, doesn't make the team, and I know you're probably not surprised that he's now a Detroit Lion and back with John Dorsey, right? Yeah, I mean, Dorsey brought him in uh, as a waiver claim from the Rams back in 2019. Um, you know how the NFL goes, Matt. It's a, a you know relationship-type business. You see this all the time, coaches and GMs always want to bring in familiar faces to their their new stop. So uh, I was a little surprised, not much, just a little surprised because I felt that he did enough to make this Browns team that Hodge got cut, but he was also scheduled to make around $2.3 million, so there's a little bit of a financial uh, incentive for the Browns to move on. He would have been the sixth receiver uh, on the roster as well, so financially that doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, the hope was he was going to sneak through waivers so he could come back to the Browns practice squad. But when I saw him tweet out a thank you and a goodbye to Cleveland Tuesday afternoon, that told me he was not going to survive the waiver wire. And as you alluded to, not the least bit surprised that John Dorsey, who brought him to the Browns, ends up uh, bringing him to uh, Detroit with the Lions. I mean, we're not sitting here talking about OBJ or Jarvis Landry or, or Hall of Fame receivers here, or Calvin Johnson, for that matter, to keep at Detroit. But this is a kid that every time he touched the football last year, good things happened. It wasn't like he was great, but a, a special teams guy. But big, good catches and big catches every time he played, right? Yeah, and he was doing that in training camp, caught a touchdown in the preseason finale uh, against the Falcons. And part of the reason why I believed he was going to make the roster was he didn't play much beyond when the starters were on the field. And the starters were off after two offensive series. He was only targeted three times. He caught two of the three targets, uh, had uh, somewhere around 42, 43 yards receiving, including uh, the beautiful 22-yard touchdown from Baker Mayfield. And I was like, all right, this guy's made the team. They're not leaving him out there uh, to play quarters two through four, which typically in a final preseason game, if you're out there at that time, that's usually never a good sign. That means that you're really auditioning for a job. He's a solid player. I don't know that he's a number one wide receiver. But look, when you throw him the ball, he catches it. He's able to make some plays. Uh, in key spots, he's somewhat reliable and dependable and pretty much, as I said earlier, got caught up in a financial and a roster numbers game. And that's why he didn't make the Browns. 
what does he do well? You know, can, can he be on the outside? Because the Lions, it seems like, have tons of slot receivers, and that's that's all they've got. But what about his speed on the outside, and maybe what are some negatives to his game? Yeah, I, I think that he can be somewhat versatile. You can move him around a little bit. Um, and I think that that is something that uh, helped him with the Browns. But, you know, when you talk about negatives, obviously, it, I just think it's opportunity. I, I mean, this this is a receiver core where he was buried behind Odell and Jarvis and Richard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, who they drafted in the sixth round last year and who really has emerged as someone that can make some plays. They drafted Anthony Schwartz in the third round uh, this year, uh, who's a bit a bit of a burner. So it's just he I think if he gets more consistent opportunity, he can really build a nice resume uh, for himself. Just he hasn't had enough of those consistent opportunities. Daryl Ryder with me from 92.3. The fan covers the Browns. It's amazing, Daryl, how the Browns now have turned this thing so far around that, you know, they used to be where the Lions are. And the Lions are plucking good players from good teams with a roster crunch. People want Cleveland's players. That should tell you something about what the Browns have built right now. Yeah, I mean, it's and John Dorsey was a a big part of helping lay the foundation here. You look at some of the players that the Browns have, uh, you know, established as cornerstones of the franchise. He drafted Baker Mayfield, drafted Denzel Ward, drafted Nick Chubb, uh, you know, Greedy Williams, Mac Wilson. Uh, you know, traded for Jarvis Landry, traded for Odell Beckham Jr., brought in Wyatt Teller, uh, who has established himself as one of the the better guards in the league. And, I mean, he the Browns' success uh, right now today can be attributed to the foundation that Dorsey helped lay here in Cleveland. And one of the biggest problems, as you know, that the Browns have had that led to their consistent ineptitude has been their inability to draft and inability to identify elite top tier talent and surround said talent with the appropriate role players. Well, Dorsey came in, uh, inherited a roster that was pretty much devoid of talent outside of miles Garrett, uh, and Joel Batonio. Uh, and he was able to add all these pieces around it. Now, Andrew Berry has come in, and really in the last two years, especially on the defensive side of the ball, remade uh, a big chunk of the roster, but the foundational pieces that Dorsey found are still here and are going to be here for a very long time. So uh, that, that is, I, I think, his biggest strength, is the ability to identify guys that can just flat out play the sport of football. Because for years, I, I would yeah. cover Brown's practices, yeah. and it'd be like, none of these guys can play. Like, <laughs> and, and, and it was just, it was, I mean, not hyperbole. I mean, I cover practices where they, they struggle to complete pass, get a first down, or score a touchdown. Like, if either of those three things happen in a practice, Matt, it was the lead note in the notebook for the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I do. So, I do. And, and that's why I think Lions fans should really feel good 
about having a guy like John Dorsey in their front office because he is very, very good at identifying talent. All right, so the Brown, uh, the Lions add a former Browns wide receiver. They add a former Browns kicker. We're going to talk about that with Daryl coming up next. First, though, Direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You've got another one that you can watch sports with. It's too much. I can tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. And that's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Daryl Ryder with us from the Fan in Cleveland. 92.3 covers the Browns uh, for that of the said radio station. All right, Austin Seibert is now a Lion. What went wrong in Cleveland? Because, Daryl, you know he was so highly touted coming out of Oklahoma as a kicker and only lasted a year and a couple of games for the Browns. What happened? Yeah, consistently inconsistent. And it's the same thing that I think cost him with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, this is a fifth-round pick. I've never been a fan of drafting kickers. I just always think that it's a bad idea. But as you mentioned, he was highly regarded coming out of Oklahoma. I know John Dorsey absolutely loved uh, not only what he saw on tape from Cyber, but the workout uh, at Oklahoma. Uh, and and so see, seeing that... Um, you know, the Browns used a fifth round pick on it. So, uh, you know, he was, like I said, consistently inconsistent. As you know, Cleveland's not the easiest place to kick. Weather is, is a factor. It's an element that uh, he could not master. Uh, the Browns uh, ended up moving on from him rather quick. And, 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 you know, hopefully he'll be aided by the fact that the Lions play eight of their games in four field. Uh, they're indoors, so weather is not a factor, not an element. Uh, he does have a big leg. Uh, no question about that, but uh, the, the accuracy uh, and the consistency with that accuracy uh, has been a problem for him. It was it last? I mean, he was with the team last year, I believe. Uh, you know, it was bad. Yeah, week one, it just did not work, and then they they cut bait rather quickly, huh? Yeah. Well, it, it, times are t- times have changed in Cleveland. Don't have time to mess around with the the kicker if 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 they don't feel like someone's performing um there's not a lot of patience here right now and and again i think that's just a byproduct of the the bar being raised for the browns and and the expectations and the accountability uh things are obviously a little different there up in detroit uh i think there'll be some more patience and i think that's what austin's going to need he he needs to be with a team that's going to stick with him uh and be patient with him um, and so I, I think that the lions and the fact that again, <laughs> he's familiar with John Dorsey, I think he's going to benefit from, uh, not only, as I mentioned, kicking indoors, but that patience. I saw, I've seen some interviews with him. I've heard him on the fan too. He seems like a great kid that has a lot of confidence, but, but you wouldn't think he'd get the yips like he did the last couple of years. Yeah, it, you know, kickers are funny, man. It, they're similar to long snappers, right? Is typically when they lose it, it's gone for good. Um, 
And yeah, I, I liked him a lot personally. I, I thought he was a great kid. Uh, I enjoyed the conversations that uh, I had with him. Um, it just it, it, it just it comes down to on the field and, uh, you know, the, the production where he uh, struggled most was in that 40 to 49 yard range there. Uh, you know, you need to be consistent there. And he wasn't at least with the Browns, he wasn't. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of tough. I mean, that's, that's where kickers make their money. Those, those, those mid range kicks, you know, you understand 50 plus yards, nothing's guaranteed there. Right. But a kicker's expected to make it from 45 yards on end. And, uh, you know, he just, he, he really struggled from a consistency standpoint. Daryl, thanks for the time, my friend. Appreciate it. Great stuff. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. There's Daryl Ryder from 92.3 The Fan, the newest Lions. Hodge and Seibert, both former Browns, want to get Daryl's perspective. More tomorrow here on Locked on Lions. Thanks for tuning in on this Wednesday. We'll do it all again tomorrow.